1045 Sheboygan's Point, the most music in the morning. Very excited to have this guest with me this morning. Unreal. Kind of on my bucket list, too, to be able to talk to him. You've sold well over 30 million albums. You're the first solo artist ever to have uh, your first seven singles hit the top five on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. People know you for Endless Summer Nights, Right Here Waiting, Now and Forever, Hazard. It goes on and on and on. Should have known better, Don't Mean Nothing, Satisfied. You know your hits. Richard Marks, good morning. Welcome to the program. Yeah, that sounded like my eulogy now. <laughs> Man, I'm just thank you Wikipedia more than anything, right? Uh, you are <laughs> you are uh, just dripping with success, sir. You've been doing this uh, quite a while. I mean, you've, you've come a long way from the uh, the perm mullet days, haven't you? I don't know. I might bring that back. I'm, I'm strongly considering it. You know, I still have all the hair on my head, so I, I have choices. That's the good news. I was one of the millions, one of the masked uh, millions that wore out the repeat offender cassette tape uh, in my <laughs> in my Walkman way back when and played it over and nice. over and over and over and over. Man, and you've been doing a ton of stuff since then. Tell me a little bit about uh, some of your projects. No, I mean, that's just, where do I even begin? Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of, uh, there's just been a ton of music, you know, over the last 25 years that a lot of it luckily was mine. That was my voice and, you know, a lot of hit singles and, and albums out there, but also in between, even in the very early days, like even, I think it was even in, in the midst of my first tour, I started producing other people. And I think the first one I did was um, an all-girl metal band called Vixen, and we had a big hit with them called Edge of a Broken Heart. And, and I just found that, you know, when I was not touring or when I was in between projects, I still wanted to just make music. I mean, that's my favorite thing to do. So um, over the years, especially the last dozen years or so, I've primarily been writing and producing other people. So I've worked in all different genres of music. I haven't done a polka record yet, but aside from that, I think I've, I've got it all. Well, maybe when you come to Wisconsin, you can be a part of a a polka project. A lot of artists like, you know, Keith Urban and Josh Groban and Barbara Streisand and Daughtry and Lifehouse and and NSYNC and like just it's all my resume looks like Sybil. You know, it's pretty schizophrenic. It's pretty awesome, actually, that you uh, you, I mean, your roots came from uh, was it jingle singing, that sort of thing? Yeah, that's what I did when I was a kid. Now, you're a Midwestern guy. You grew up just north of Chicago, right? Yeah. Probably vacationed in Wisconsin some, right? Or not? Oh yeah, still have a still have a cabin in Manaqua. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So I mean, you get up for to, to see the fall colors and all that, and, and enjoy that. No, not really, but because um, I live in LA now. But you know, that's on my. You know, I was I was I was spending at least a weekend or two every summer in Monaco with my sons when they were younger, but now my sons are grown. and um, So now we're, I'm trying to think of how to turn that place into a, a party house, you know, for grown-ups. <laughs> and, uh, and I think I'm going to just kind of redo the house and, and, you know, put a really great bar in there and, uh, and just have it be a place, even if I get there once a year with my friends, you know, just go and, and chill out and sit on a boat and drink tequila and have fun. Richard Marks on the line with me this morning. Uh, what was plan B for Richard Marks? I mean, you grew up into the industry kind of and, and doing the jingle singing thing. What what if uh, what if this whole music thing doesn't work out for you, you know? I never thought of him. You know, I don't think you should ever think in terms of plan B. You know, I um, luckily I had a great support system from my parents and and there was never a discussion of, well, you should go and get a degree and maybe you have something to fall back on. I think that once you have that in your mind, it prevents you from being everything that you can possibly be. There was no question. See, here's the, the one good news. Once I turned about 15, I went from the years of wanting to be a rock star to starting to write songs. And once I started writing songs at 14 or 15, then my whole drive changed to, I, I just, I wanted to make a living in the music business and do nothing but make music. So that meant if I'm a successful songwriter, great. If I'm a successful record producer, great. If I'm a successful singer, great. I wasn't so sure that I would get to do all those things, but I knew that one of those things was gettable. I just believed it. And then it turned out that, you know, I, I had more 
great fortune than I could have ever imagined. But I think a part of that was that, you know, my drive was based upon no plan B. You know, I, it was like there was nothing that was going to stop me from being successful in the music business in some way. Richard Marks, what's your least favorite part about your industry? Oh, man, we don't have enough time. <laughs> Um, I think, you know, look, the, the creation of music um, is still as mystifying and exciting for me as it was when I was a kid. You know, when I write a new song, I'm still blown away that I wrote a new song, and I'm really excited about whatever the new song is. And so the creation of music and the even the performing of music, you know, when I get up on stage and I sing these songs that I've been singing for years, and I see the joy that it brings the, the people that I'm singing to as well as myself... That's just the greatest, you know. I'm I'm such a lucky man to get to do that. The business part of it, and especially now, the uh, the shrinking. I mean, the music business has shrunk a little bit since you and I started talking today, and I think that it's uh, a pretty scary prospect for young. You know, I'm fine. I've got a great catalog of hits, and you know, I'm 51 years old. And I'm just I'm coasting now. You know, I'm I'm playing the back nine. But the young singer-songwriters that are really talented that are coming up, they may not be able to make a living making music because we're at a place now where, um, for some reason, the value of music to the mass public doesn't seem to be as much as as it used to be, and that's pretty scary. Hey, there's a lot of new stuff going on with the industry, like you were just talking about, uh, social media and, and downloading music and all of that. Are you are you cool with all that? I know you're a, you're a fun guy on Twitter to follow, I'll tell you that. Well, thanks. Um, look, you know, I think that I don't want to be uh, fatalist about it. You know, I I see that that stealing music, you know, just taking music that somebody's not only spent their time and energy, but their own money to make. Um, I mean, no one would walk into a furniture store and just help themselves to a to a dining room table and put it on their in their car and take and take it home. Um, and yet, there's a feeling that it's okay to do that with music and. Um, and now that with streaming, you know, I think that initially the idea was that streaming music was going to revitalize the music industry. It really hasn't. It, it, it's when something is so accessible and so right there, it feels like it's less important. You know, the fact that I can carry my entire music library on my phone is awesome, technologically speaking. But when you have that kind of access to something at all times, does it really? Is it really that important to you? And I think that there was a. Um, uh, part of what made music exciting was that you had to go and sit in a room and take the record out of the jacket or open the CD box and put it in the machine and that was like a it was energy you know you had to like you had to be wanting to listen to that music and those days seemed to be if not over in a transition and it worries me a little bit well we're excited to hear you sing in front of us and we're excited to meet you uh, when you come to Sheboygan Saturday November 8th you're doing a show here in town just uh, in a matter of a few weeks and man it's gonna be a lot of fun just to to have Richard Marks here in front of you this it's just it's a it's a treat it's a super cool thing out Thanks. doing a tour now working on a new album you've got a new album out yeah new album's called Beautiful Goodbye it's been out for a couple months doing really well and the views have been amazing and um, and uh, we just put out a new video a couple weeks ago that is getting great incredible views and incredible response it's not a single it's just a, it's the title track to the album and and uh, so we made a, I think, a really beautiful, elegant, sexy video for the, the title track, Beautiful Goodbye. So people should go to YouTube and check that out. And um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun out here. Well, fantastic. Richard Marks. Oh, I, I was talking about Twitter before. I always ask this of people that are fun on Twitter that I follow. Will you follow me back on Twitter? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're honest about it, though. I love that. No, dude, I'm not going to follow you back because I, because I, I mean, you seem like a nice guy, but I don't, I don't care what you have for breakfast tomorrow. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for being honest. And Richard Marks, we can't wait to see you here in Sheboygan, Saturday, November eighth. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Uh, no need to call security or anything like that. But yeah, you're definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. All right, Richard Marks, thanks for calling in, buddy. Take care.